0: That was my dad and my brother and I, it was just, give us all the carbs you possibly can.
1: Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. Hello and welcome to Saturday Omaha. Dave Zorko here. And on this episode, it's Food Recognized Food with Justin Halbert of Herb Saint. Justin was kind enough to take time to talk with me about places he likes to eat in Omaha and elsewhere, so let's get going and find out about some of the recommendations from Justin, and for you garlic lovers out there, where you can find fries festooned with garlic. Anyway, here we go. Uh, hey everybody, this is Dave Zorka with Saturday Omaha's Food Recognized Food and I am sitting inside the beautiful Herb Saint uh, restaurant down here in Exarbon, uh with Justin Halbert and uh, he has been so kind to unlock the doors um, essentially on his day off, although I have a feeling you don't get much of any days off. He's shaking his head right now. Um, there are no patrons in this restaurant, but uh, he's working and I know, I think it was Ben that was here a little bit ago uh, was doing some work too, So so the uh, there, there's no day off. But anyway, um, we're going to get uh, moving along here. And uh, Justin, um, if you would uh, be so kind, um, uh, tell us what's going on here at uh, Herb Saints and anything about yourself that you want the people to know. I'll open it up to you.
0: Well, I appreciate, first of all, you know, for having me on. I really, you know, for hearing me on the other podcast, I know we were just talking about the rest of the group with Restaurant Tales. Yes, and, um, you know, so I really appreciate you reaching out, and I'm I'm glad to do this with you. Thank you. Um, you know, you asked me a minute ago to brag about what's going on. And yes, Herb Saint definitely has a big brag right now. We're in October. We'll be hitting our five year anniversary. Oh, that's a
1: that's a big yeah. milestone.
0: Yeah. So we're all just like basically trying to figure out what we want to do for it, how we can best have a celebration now yeah. that kind of the covid variant is getting a little weird again so we want to be respectful sure. of of people and and their health and safety but at the same time we're we're super excited to have our 5 year anniversary so awesome. yeah we're going to have um you know hopefully some great stuff going on in the month of October right at the beginning we're going to have that first weekend we'll have some different events and then probably specials through the whole month so yeah really excited to be here for for as long as we have and and you know excited to to Exit out of kind of a bad 2020 into a really kind of busy 2021. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: So now, and you, you are. Part owner, chef, give me, give me the the lineup of how the yeah. yeah. So
0: basically, you know, about six years ago, my brother, my uncle, and I um, were afforded the opportunity to have this amazing space. We were working with the group at uh, Noddle Companies in Exarbin here okay. um, to figure out what we wanted to do, and we didn't even have, have a concept at the time. Yeah. Um, so when we created Herb Saint, we really we we were starting with the idea of a cocktail bar, and so that falls more towards the the you know. Me and my brother, like what we love is that kind of cocktail culture. Yeah. Um, My uncle comes in with, hey, let's do something with a little bit of food and why not do, and all three of us come to the decision. Like New Orleans has, if you're thinking of food, beverage, just fun, good times, New Orleans is like quintessential American food, drink, everything you want. For sure. So we settled on that. And, you know, really with the cocktails, being able to focus on the classic New Orleans cocktails and then branch out from there. Um, and so with, with the three of us, um, we had a great chef at the very beginning that helped really set the tone for what we did food wise. Um, we had a, a great bartender um, that was along with us, Austin yeah. Ellsbury, who still is around for a couple of shifts here and there, nice. even though he has a full career that he's moved into in car um, maintenance and mechanics. Um, work. Um, So he still works around here too, but we all were able to go down to New Orleans. We were able to kind of pick and choose from different ideas and create a place that we felt, you know, represented new orleans not necessarily in what everybody wants to think of the cliche just the mardi gras and all that yeah but we wanted to create a place that felt like it could be in new orleans that you could be at down there enjoy great food you know drinks have a great bartending experience um and so that's really what we tried to create and to this day we still try to improve create new cocktails menu items whatever it might be um but i think you know i'm hoping we've hit a note with people and it feels like we have in a lot of ways. So yeah, we enjoy ourselves every day.
1: That's awesome. And that's, that's a big part of it. And, you know, listening to your conversations with, uh, Zach and Emily and Brady on the restaurant Tales podcast, um, you know, you, you definitely are a builder of teams and that's having that fun every day is, is definitely a part of that. Um, I know one thing that's really fun here that I've had is the L'Age waffle, um, with that bourbon maple syrup is just, my gosh, that is so good.
0: And it's funny how little things like that happen. Like it's, that was never anything that we were thinking about. And it just came up as a, a product that we could work with. And we're like, bam. It's just one of those kismet moments that all of a sudden you have just such a hit on your hands. Yeah. I mean, we've had several of those on the menu. I mean, one of the the big hits that came out of just dinking around on a happy hour item was our clam dip. And oh, it's nice. one that people come in now and that's like, they have to have the clam dip. They want the clam dip, you know? And it's, yeah. it's one of those that, you know, you never know what's going to be a big hit item. Um, but the liege waffle, the clam dip, the Nola shrimp, those are items that just like we hang our hats on, you know, and every day it's just people come in and that's, they know exactly what they want. And that's so much fun to see, you know, what people, what it is that they latch onto. A lot of people nowadays are latching onto the brunch and the brunch items, like you just talked about, you know, and that's for us, our brunches have become such a great, not only sales potential, but also just fun. Like our staff comes in pumped up, ready to go, which in a lot of restaurants, brunch is like the last thing anybody wants to work, you know? we've been out late the night before. It was a busy Friday or Saturday night. You have to come in early, you know? So for whatever reason, our staff is able to get themselves up, like get (laughs) into the moment. And it's, we all just come in kind of fists in the air, ready to go. And and we have just a ton of fun on our brunches. So
1: that's awesome. You nailed that because I was was thinking about that too. I'm like, typically from what I understand, brunch service is not like, people (laughs) aren't always signing up for that one. Um, but you know, your brunch is not, Typical, either right. Like your your brunch menu. I mean, the whole menu here is fun in general. But you know, you look at that brunch menu and the things that are there, and it's not like oh, here's your you know short stack of three pancakes and and two pieces of bacon and hash browns. It's like there's all sorts of awesome stuff on there with like flavor. I mean, right. everything's just got flavor. Well, to and
0: it. when we started doing the brunch menu, it was like, look, we have a small kitchen. We can't go out and like you said, do the the three stack with the eggs and the bacon and blah blah blah. Yeah. So what we had to do is say, how can we take the items we already have in the building and just give them a brunchy twist. So that's where a lot of it, I mean, the etouffee scramble is an example or the the breakfast sandwich, you know, those are just literally dinnertime menu items that we've we say eggified or whatever, you know, just drop some (laughs) eggs on it, you know, and it's, but it works and it works. Like you said, with the flavor profiles, they still work so well. Um, And then too, like back when we started our brunches and and brunch was still kind of that up and coming thing in Omaha. Well, it hadn't quite hit its stride yet. We were doing the penny mimosas, you know, very early on. And now it's like, you can't throw a stick and not hit a penny (laughs) mimosa place around town, which is great that everybody's latched onto it as a sales driver, but it's definitely been one of those things that's kept our brunches going. Like no out people come in, they want to have that great deal on, on mimosas and they yeah. stick around and they eat a bunch of food and it's a great time, you but- know, it's a party.
1: That's awesome. So, so the
0: clam dip. So I have not yet experienced
1: like dinner here yet. So yeah. if, if I come in for my first time, what's your recommendation? I mean, I'm sure the whole menu's good. But, uh, it's you know.
0: all awesome. However, yeah, what are our favorites? I mean, the clam dip. It may not be my favorite. The nola shrimp definitely. Nice. If I'm going to tell you, get something. The nola shrimp is a, you cannot miss it. The other one that I would say right now is we've gone through multiple iterations of our shrimp and grits. Oh yeah. Um, which shrimp and grits is obviously one of those that like people latch onto. They have the place that they like to go. Sure. Ours we've gone through maybe like four or five different styles. And for whatever reason, we ended up with a variation right now that literally our whole staff is like, if you ever change this again, <laughs> we're going to be so mad because the guests, I mean, and really now the way that we do it, the shrimp itself is presented in what New Orleans would call barbecue shrimp, okay, which it's not barbecue like we would... No, it's smoking or anything like that. It's yeah. simply the sauce that's on there. Okay. But that's what they call it in New Orleans is barbecue shrimp. And so it's kind of like this red, fiery sauce that's on there. It definitely has some heat, comes on top of white cheddar grits. Um, we have collard greens with it, which if you haven't had collard greens, you got to have collard yes. greens. And it just, the, the flavor profiles work so well as a composed dish, I would say. Honestly, looking back, it's probably one of my favorite personal composed dishes that we've had that's, on, our, on our menu.
1: That's making me kind of hungry like right now. Um, so yeah, No cooks in the building. <laughs> I, can't, no in- <laughs> I can't help y'all. Yeah, you
0: don't want me cooking it for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we'll circle back a little bit more on, on Herb Saint coming up here too because I just want to make sure the opportunity, if anything, comes to mind here to, to talk Absolutely. about. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to talk to you, Justin, uh, first about some places – Locally in the Omaha area, um, you know, and that can be Lincoln, surrounding area, wherever, and just get a couple places from you. Where you like to eat, uh, you know, the food recognized food thing is, you know, talking to people in the restaurant industry about where they like to go because you are closest to the food. You are in it yep. every day. That is, of course, if you get time to actually step away from your own restaurant uh, right. to, to go try or visit other spots. So what are some good spots? Where, where should
0: I go? What should I eat? Well, and that's, I mean, it's definitely one of those things, like you said, do you have time? And in our industry, it's funny because... I think as servers and managers, yes, we're busy. As owners, of course, we're busy. But at the same time, it's like in our downtime, this is still what we love. So yeah. when we do have downtime, one of the first things we're thinking about is where are we eating and where are we drinking? Nice. You know, so, and you know, I'm fortunate that I married an amazing woman that is uh, a partner of mine in life, a partner in our businesses. Um, and we met at lot too, um, nice. serving tables. So, and that was with my brother. So we've known and worked together and we're all in this together, so we all have that same mentality of What's new? What's delicious? Where should we go next? So if you're asking me in Omaha, you know, any given day of the week, obviously we're going to try something different. We do have our staples, though. Um, You know, we eat uh, Thai food a lot and we like to go down Saddle Creek to Salween Thai. So for us um, and literally we don't ever order anything different. We know exactly what we want. (laughs) but that's great in and of itself is like, I go there for a certain dish, you know? And so getting the drunken noodles with beef and uh, a little green curry with chicken and maybe some samosas, you know? Yeah. And that's just one of those things that like, even like you said a minute ago, like I'm making you hungry, like just talking about that. I'm like, I could use some Thai right now.
1: <laughs> you're, you're, you're like thinking like, I, I know how those rice noodles are going to chew. I know <laughs> yes. that that sweet kind of sauce. And I like their uh, their drunken noodles kind of has a little bit more of a mapley flavor maybe mm-hmm. than some of the other sauces. in well, the I area. love that
0: wide noodle. Like, you know, oh, I never yeah. thought I would until I got those. So that's yeah, one of those that that was like a new find for me. Just going there and trying something different the first time yeah. and being like, oh, I'm never going to get anything else because it's so good
1: they they are they are so delicious all right so so what's your spice level at also
0: uh, man i used to be i just turned 40 I'll be turning 41 this year. Yeah. It's one of those that I always have loved spices and now spice does not love me. Oh, no.
1: It's coming back to it's attack. It's
0: coming back to attack. So <laughs> it's been moderately going down ever since. So I probably started when I first went there at a five and now I'm down to about a three. Um, And just strictly because if I don't, like I'm going to hate myself for two days that's, afterwards. So. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. I'm with yeah. you. Um,
1: I, yeah. I, I think like on a, on a day where I'm like, man, I want some heat. It's probably like a five. A three still lets you know you're alive yes. and there's still some good flavor in there um i'm i'm right I'm hoping there with i can you. stick
0: with the three and not have to back it down even further but <laughs> i don't know my body's like starting to tell me different like dude just don't. Just, just, back <laughs> up. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. okay.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, Salween ties. So you said the samosas there. I think, I think I've had the samosas there. Yeah. The, a little
0: triangle yeah. puffs with just a little bit of, uh, I don't know. It's just the seasoning in there. But, I mean, that leads me to another one. And honestly, for me, for whatever reason, Asian is generally, I've loved the Asian flavors across the board. So, yeah. you know, I can go between Chinese, Indian, Japanese. My wife loves some of the Japanese restaurants around town, Yoshitomo, oh, sushi yeah. wise, like any day of the week. Um and then momos too. Like I yeah. dumplings, you know, having the momos across the way here in, in the, um, the, inner be, rail. in the yeah. inner rail there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of dangerous. You, you have a lot of really good food in very close proximity. Yes. Along that's, with Herb Saint, That's so. one of the great things in exarban is it really has grown into being kind of a food hub now. And we've got an Indian place going next door, which is going to be super oh, fun. Awesome. So, yeah. So yeah, just, but I, that for me, I would definitely say that. However, I mean, branching out, I just went to uh, an old buddy's place today day for the first time and I know it's gotten some love online um and well deserved WD cravings up in Oh
1: Piero's you know. place
0: i've known piero for 10 years we've i never got to work well i did work with him a little bit at ovilee okay um and my brother worked with him at the boiler room all right um which we'll get to next um but wd cravings i had it today for the first time and very delicious so throw throw out to piero there what
1: what did you get from piero i
0: got the um so what did i have the pesto the summer pesto and he had a chicken parm on top of it um which i'm you know Hundred degree day. I don't know why I was choosing like a fat chicken parm. Like, but the the pesto itself was unbelievable. The pasta yeah. was cooked perfectly. The pesto was had must have had some lemon juice in it because it had a nice acid balance to it, oh, and it cool. was really, really delicious. And the the parm there is not small. No, that's it's big it's thing. bigger than your face. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And that's that place is such a hidden gem too because yep. you, you you wouldn't know what's there. You would you would drive past it. They've got the drive through, and mm-hmm. you know they've got coffee and and the you know the awesome pastries and stuff like that there and it's like well wait a minute it's handmade pasta you know right. to, you know they're making stuff to order um well, and, and that's the cool thing know.
0: with piero it's like hey i got into a space and i get to make food that i know and love and that's right that's a great recipe to me and hopefully he's very successful with it you know yeah. so but yeah, I mean, and then, like I said, get to the boiler room. That's, you know, if I pick one with my wife that she and I want to go out, you know, it's in between the boiler room and V Mertz really. It's like, what am I thinking? More wine or more cocktails? You know, it's kind of like, it's one of those two where, but the boiler room has always been a great place to go. I mean, from day one. um, Yeah. I heard, unfortunately they had some, some issues with the flooding. I really don't know the extent and I don't want to speculate, but I'm hoping the best for them and that they'll be back sooner than later. So,
1: yeah. Oh my goodness. just. Seen all the the videos and all the water downtown, and I, you know, it rains around here a lot every once in a while, but that was just insane. Insane, and then I know like uh, Fizzy's over there in Little Bohemia was like you know, please come and help clean up and whatnot. Yeah. And this and, uh, major
0: had a big problem. Yeah. And oh my gosh. And yeah, I mean, just a lot of our good friends, like we know these people personally, every right. single one we've just mentioned, we're good friends with you yeah. know, the owners or, or managers or bartenders or somebody at those locations. Right. And it's just so disheartening and sad to know that they're struggling with all of that. So
1: yeah. As if, as if all the, you know, pandemic stuff was not difficult enough right. or all the stress and time spent in just working in a restaurant in general Right. And and then it's like oh let's just add one yeah. more. I, oh here's a flood. Yeah, <laughs> Have a biblical flood. proportions. Right, exactly. Uh it's yeah cuz you know I the uh this major posted that and they they opened up their doors to the basement and there's just a just wave a water cup and it's like oh so my sad. gosh you yeah. know i mean the the nice part is I, I i hope and i believe you know the the community around here definitely supports our restaurants pretty you know very well and yeah and, and i'm sure they're gonna have a lot of folks hopefully and they'll come out and be droves in
0: afterwards and make sure you know yeah definitely yeah. yeah
1: for sure for sure all right so uh oh boiler room any specific dishes or drinks even at the boiler room i can't room?
0: even say specific because every time i go down there they have it's a new different. menu <laughs> and it's literally my wife and i they know us well enough like we come down and it's like You guys got it. We just sit down down. and just start sending us whatever you want, and whether that's the new, you know, Amaro that they found, and I mean, really, and my brother being there early on, I was introduced to a lot of great drinks that I had never seen before, and a lot of that came through them because they were some of the first people to start bringing in really fun, like you know, different um, uh, Madeira or Scotches or you know, whatever. But then working into that cocktail scene very early on and being able to go down, and they've had a multitude of great bartenders. down there but then to go down and just see what they've done in the kitchen and I mean it's just absolutely incredible and such a beautiful space I mean it's one of those places that you sit down and you're like I'm not in Omaha there's no way I'm in Omaha right now yeah I should be in Chicago New York Denver something but this place is just so cool so that's that's beautiful that's beautiful well I mean that's its own like kind of pro
1: menu tip anyway it's like just sit down and and just let whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's why I was wondering, you know, places like that, do you know, as far as, you know, if you're a server or whatnot, do you do you like that flexibility of a guest sitting down there and go order for me? Or, you know, what do, what do
0: you think? Or there's is it a, more that they know you will? There's a fine line. Yes, there is because there is the guest that comes in and says, surprise me. And if I don't know you, I don't know where your profile goes, right. but a good bartender, server, you know, front of the house person will be able to guide a guest that they don't know and say, what is it that you're looking for? Is it, is it, you know, heavy flavors? Is it light flavors? Is it just give me something to start the conversation right. and we can work down the line and we can sure figure something out. For me, I love that challenge. I, I really do. As long as I can get a thread something out to of the guest, with. you know, there's always the person that'll sit down and just be like, just surprise me. It's like, all right. Well, here you go, man. I hope you love it. Like, I don't know. Here, we'll take the gamble. But when you do, I mean, if you know somebody and they come in, they know that we're coming in with an appreciation for what they're doing. Like, right. so that's our biggest thing is we appreciate you guys. You guys work so hard. Just show me what you got. Just give yeah. me the best of what you got. And they will, and they'll always show you the best of what they have because they want to impress other people too. I mean, that's part of our game is like, Hey, we just want you to see what it is we do really well. And right. so being able to go down there or to anywhere else and just just being like, especially there though, we go, just surprise us. Just, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, they, they already know those threads enough that, yes, that they exactly. can start pull, pulling them for you. <laughs> yeah. But that's, like, and they'll
0: still do it with us. What are we yeah. thinking tonight? Do you want to go lighter? Do you want cocktail wise? Do you want citrus? Do you want boozy? You know, just whatever it is to start the conversation. And then from there, yeah. it's, hey, they're off to the races. So that's beautiful. Well,
1: I mean, and that, that connection is, you know, especially if you're a bartender or server or whatever, there's a certain amount of, of, empathy and, and emotion observed and just being you know i guess uh, i i heard recently you know present in the moment you know kind of seeing what's going on with your guest and and being able to figure out what what they want is is pretty cool so yeah definitely um, that's awesome so so help your server help you um, yeah self, exactly or your bartender yeah, <laughs> exactly so, give them
0: something <laughs> yeah yeah for sure
1: like, <laughs> so yeah for sure well cool all right so let's see boiler room awesome what else what else around town
0: oh you know um i've been Lately, I've been eating more and more at just kind of random places, small bites. Cool. Uh, Mas Chingon in oh, yeah. Benson is delicious. Um, I'm trying to think of what else recently I've been eating. Um you know, pizza is always one of those ones that I come back to. So for me, like running around town, it's tough. Like, cause some places it's like, Oh, it's great some days. And then it's not, I think the one that I, I settle on in Midtown, especially that's done a great job is Noly's. Sure. I think just that the crust is perfect. The toppings are perfect. I mean, it's just, and actually I really do like the one that's across the way too, which I, I know that's kind of falling in while I'm eating what's right next to me, but sure. Nolys does a great job. Um, yeah, perfectly uh, balanced pH water for New York style. Yeah. Yeah. The, crust. But yeah. So, I mean, that's that. And then, you know, my wife and I, we like to cook too. So being able to stay at home and have, you know, just simple meals and, and do what we can with our new kid and try, oh, awesome. got a two-year-old. So being able to cook for him and see if he'll try something or not. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that, that my, uh, I've, I've got two kids and, uh, one of them will try anything. Mm. I can, Bring Thai. I can bring Indian. I can bring German. Do- doesn't matter. Yeah. Put it in front of him. He's eating it. Uh, my other one, not so much. So uh, she, she's a little more picky. But uh, so, so hopefully your two year old, uh, especially you know you and your wife being. In food, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully the kiddo is very open. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Develop that palate at a young age. So yeah, that's cool. Well, I let's let's open it up uh, nationally, internationally, because I I know that you are well traveled. Yeah. Um. So if if folks are out in these United States or outside of these United States, what are some good places and what might they order there?
0: Well, man, it's a it's a tougher question because some of the places I love I know are gone.
1: Oh, you know what I mean. Enough. Yeah. So it's
0: one of those that it's like over the years I've. definitely, 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 you know, I've eaten amazing. I mean, you know, I, I lived in Europe for, for three plus years. Um, you know, and I think everywhere I go now, it's really. And I was thinking about this question today because you did pose it to me and give me time to kind of prepare my brain. Sure. The thing that I come back to is like a letting locals guide me, right? So Good when set. you're going somewhere, you know, checking some of the sites, just seeing what I can find, and then two, like if you're at a hotel, just letting the the front of the house staff tell you where to go. You know, hey, there's this place right around the corner. You should try it. Yeah. So my wife and I were really successful doing that exact thing in Chicago. Um, we ended up hitting up amazing ramen, amazing, like, um, Italian food. So, you know, I would say Chicago is definitely one of my favorite food cities in general yeah. and not for the typical reasons. I could uh, take or leave deep dish pizza. You know, it's like, sure, I'll go try it. I'll have it. But do I want to wait an hour for my pizza? Probably not. You know, it's like, (laughs) I don't know. But then you go down to like, they have the new neighborhood off the, and the brand new, well, not brand new, but the newer um, train line, the green line outside of the loop. And you go down and they have the, I think they call it like the West Market or something like that. Or it's the old meatpacking district. And now oh, okay. they've got a ton of cool places. Girl and the Goat is down there. And um, there's just a lot of really fun restaurants in a small little accumulation of places. Um, so that's definitely, we had a great time doing that. Um, yeah. You know, favorite food experience is so tough. Sure. Um, Just because there's so many, I think, you know, and just focusing on everything that's just so fresh and flavorful whenever you're going anywhere. But I definitely have one. I've got an amazing friend that's uh, a New Zealander, a Kiwi. Oh, awesome. And so I've been fortunate enough to visit him um, a couple of times. And one of the times his parents had like a wine party that they were throwing and they said, and Jared is a chef. So I get to, you know, we're going around the countryside with him and he's like, oh, I forgot. I got to pick up some food and we're going to go cook. we well, being in New Zealand. Like he was able to just grab like spur of the moment the greatest fresh fish and so he got a big side of fish he got a bunch of these green um mussels yeah and it was literally just simple preparation grilled done and it was just so delicious that it sticks with me to this day to have like this fresh seafood just straight you know easily yeah and then two fish and chips down there yeah and just these giant sides of fish and chips that you can get for like two bucks on the side of the road Ooh. because they just Pull it out of the water. Super fresh and easy. So, yeah, yeah, I think those are definitely some of my most favorite. Um, Having lived in Europe, though, just seeing that not everywhere in the world relies on monoculture, um, farming and things like that, that they still very much in Eastern Europe rely on um, local people to grow the vegetables and bring them to markets in small towns so yeah. even the town i was living in in romania was about 15000 people we had our own local piazza and that's where all of the the local farmers would come in every single day and bring fe- fresh produce so you know some of the great you know, memories I have from there are just the, the taste of the tomatoes, the, the color of the eggs, like how different it is yeah, when you or, more actually, yellow or more
1: orange or right, yeah. just that
0: dark, rich color. And almost to the point where like, at first I didn't even like the eggs. Cause it's like, I never had anything <laughs> like it in my life, you know? So to be able to taste those things and then live there for, for multiple years and just see how simple people eat. Yeah but how flavorful and delicious it can be like that to me is something that I'll never forget. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then just, you know, random thoughts. Like my wife always laughs. Like, you know, we own a place that has done oysters in the past so I can have oysters any day of the week if I want. Yeah. But I don't. And then we go to (laughs) Florida. It's where I grew up on and off was in Florida. And I still have family down there. Yeah. I have to go eat oysters and it's like she laughs at me she's like well you don't ever eat these and I'm like yeah but I'm in Florida and I want like <laughs> a plate of oysters and I want a bunch of cold beers and like just that simple you know delicious combination of oysters and beer you that, know something awesome. like that so when you're when you're back home
1: is there a specific place you'd like to go there that uh, serves you that
0: big plate of oysters and beer yeah and uh we grew up in Sarasota on okay. and off and my brother's back in Sarasota now so and then I have a stepsister there as well so we're fortunate we get to go down you know as as often as we want we have places to stay and then immediately for me doesn't matter if anybody's with me or if i'm by myself <laughs> i could care less i'm going to Philippi creek oyster bar nice. and it's just that place where literally it's kind of got that the interior is kind of that sports bar feel like florida sports bar but yeah. then right outside is a uh, a creek um, and so they have like Creekside dining, so you can just sit down, It's um, fun, but it's super easy going. I mean, you can get anything really that you want, but for me, focusing on that fresh seafood down there is definitely a focus. So yeah. And then yingling, I can get yingling in Florida. So drinking nice. my cold yinglings with the oysters, you know? Oh man, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So-
1: Awesome. Well, cool. Well, what other, what other places, maybe national, international that kind of come to mind that, uh, let's see, we, we covered Chicago, we covered Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, any other spots?
0: Um, I would say, you know, one of the other great food experiences I've had, you know, West coast wise, I've lived and worked in a couple of different places in California. Um, you know, in California, just being kind of the epicenter of American Food growing culture. I mean, they grow everything there. Um, One of the stranger but more delicious experiences I've ever had was, uh, you know, when I was younger, I was driving out there to work in Santa Cruz. And in order to get there, I had to go through this valley. I was coming from one of the, the national parks and heading towards the West Coast. And you have to come through this valley and all of a sudden you're in Gilmore, California. And (laughs) some people might know Gilmore, some people might not, but it's the garlic capital of the world. Oh, very nice. They grow more garlic in Gilmore than anywhere else. And so you literally crest over into this valley and you smell garlic (laughs) like it's insane the whole valley stinks of garlic um and then to go to the west or to santa cruz they've got their little carnival out there that's a year-round deal and they sell gilmore garlic fries and it's literally just Mm. i believe it's parmesan garlic and parsley Uh on top of hot fries okay and it's i'm talking like raw hunks and piles of garlic oh, whoa. so it's not like just a little seasoning yeah it is intense flavor and it's one of those things that like how could I ever forget that like for a garlic foodie the guy who loves wow. garlic to be able to just have like the essence of it with hot fries like nothing like it in the world that's so, incredible yeah
1: that's incredible I I I would totally
0: try that I, I don't know if I how well I
1: could handle that if it was just like like is it like whole cloves or table like chopped chop- up, Okay, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know how all in they were yeah. here. It's so like, okay. oh, gosh. But it is. Of- I mean, it's just raw garlic.
0: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. That sounds really good. Well, so you said you, you grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I know we spent time in Europe, too. But, uh, yeah, so, like, in Florida, you got the, the oysters there. Did uh, did the family, you know, cook anything, you know, that really um, kind of stuck with you? Did,
0: somewhat. My mom was more of the cook. So, when we were growing up, she was definitely, like, she had her favorites. And she was a classic 1980s mom. So, it was, sure. like, a lot of, like, bakes you know you know so we always had the lasagna especially that was the big one if we had lasagna everybody was super happy sunday night dinner that's a big deal yeah as long as we got about four loaves of garlic bread we're all good (laughs) like that was my dad and my brother and i it was just give us all the carbs you possibly can yeah um so she was the big cook for us i mean beyond that like she cooked so many good things that it's tough to look back and pinpoint one thing sure i remember though like when she introduced us to monkey bread for the first time oh, i'm yeah. sure it was like a betty crocker like find you know back in the 1980s and then all right. of a sudden she's making monkey bread and we're like this is genius did, so, you, did you did she do like the canned biscuit dough oh, and yeah. then oh yeah oh yeah They're, just the butter and the. Delicious. Salmon, and there's nothing like nothing special about this and to this day my brother and i'll be like we should make some monkey, monkey bread. bread. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, cinnamon, sugar, and dough just kind of have,
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's life. That's exactly. awesome. Well, and that's the thing with me. You know, when we when we do this uh, this show quite often, my usual example is, you know, hey, my, my grandmother used to make cinnamon rolls. Um, you know, she grew up in a little, well, she, she didn't grow up there. But uh, they lived in a little town in Kansas. And so we'd go down there and my grandmother made make cinnamon rolls or later on she'd make beer rocks. And then I'd play dominoes with my grandfather. And that was always kind of a big deal, you know, and I can still taste those cinnamon rolls, nice. you know. And so I love some good cinnamon sugar. Well, and you say
0: beer rocks and that's, you know, we, we to this day. It's tough for me to go eat runza. At, yeah. the, at the actual restaurant, because my mom made such delicious runs oh, at house, you yeah. know? And it was one of those things. And now it's come, you say beer rock, I say runza. Yep. And my wife's from Western Nebraska and she says cabbage burger. Oh, I, whoa. <laughs> this is a new one. I, I was unaware that was oh, a term. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Panhandle, baby. They say wow. cabbage burger. So it's one of those that we have this fight about. What do we <laughs> call it? But we all just, I mean, obviously, it's just one of those Nebraska things that. Nobody anywhere else knows anything about what we're talking about. and yet right. we all love it so much. you yeah. know, and that's I could eat a Right now, like I love Ranza so much. That's awesome.
1: That's fantastic. Oh, so so with the new little one here, so are there any recipes like the the family, either yourself or your wife, are like planning on you know that you cook that you're like man, these are like family things that that you're about to unleash upon the family. Um,
0: yes and no. He has begun his life a little picky, so unfortunately, yeah. we're still in the like mac and cheese and grilled cheese phase. So yep. it's kind of like whatever he will eat, we're just gonna give him so that he will eat something. Yes. Um, we try though. We try to give him diversity and my wife does, you know, great at just making sure to, Hey, we've got to have some fruits. We've got to have some vegetables, you know, making sure that we have that great diversity. I mean, as for that right now, like our cooking schedule has definitely been cut down. Sure. Summer's just tough. And so we've got to get back into a better routine really for us. It's more, it does tend back towards the restaurant. So we've had him out at restaurants since he was. One month old. Yeah. I mean, he, and so he has already been being trained cause that is a problem in our industry is like little kids and just not like the parents don't do. quite know what to do with them. And it right. is, it's tough on the parents. It's tough because they want a night out. I get it. But you know, it does take training for your kid to, to know how to sit still for, however long or, you know, what are the better times to go out to the restaurant or whatever. So we try to do that and think about our, you know, how we would want to have people come in. So we try to do the same, like try to hit dead times of the day. Like we'll just eat at three o'clock instead, you know, (laughs) just like go there and there's nobody in the restaurant. But yeah, just, you know, trying to take him out and show him what our industry is about. So the funny story with that is because he's in our restaurant a fair amount, he knows like Plates got to get taken up off the table like we you know we show him like it's got to get cleared so now when we go somewhere and they don't clear our plates he'll he like he'll like yell at the sir he's only two he can't <laughs> even form a sentence yet and he literally like will grab his plate and point at it like you need to take this plate like bust my table and we're just sitting there like oh my gosh our kid's a critic and he's not even two like what is happening <laughs> I know how this work at mom and dad's place like <laughs> yeah. seriously seriously so well and we've gotten you know we kind of know where to go now like there's places that do certain things better that it's just kid friendly, you know? Sure. So being able to go somewhere that we know we can just get him taken care of well and then have good drinks and good food. I mean, right now we are, and I'll do full divulgence, we're partners in the Upstream Brewing Company as well now. Oh, my right. My family on. is. And so we have then. Not, I mean, yes, it's selfish interest. Go down and see what the food is like. Sure. But we have found like they do a great job of taking care of families and kids. So being able to go down there and they're on the ball, they've got what you need, high chair, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then the mac and cheese is delicious. Oh, so it's bomb. The kid, I mean, he just sits down and he'll plow through a whole plate of the mac and cheese and nice. we get to have great beer and we get to have, you know, a pizza or whatever we need. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really cool deal. So. Well, that, that also explains
1: something I, I wasn't going to ask, but it <clears throat> makes sense now as I'm sitting here with a water glass, which you kindly provided me. <laughs> With an upstream logo on it at Herb Saint. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. Wait how did a that second. happen? Yeah. So. Well, and that
0: was, we got, um, we never had draft beer here up until about a year ago. Oh, right. And on. It was literally like, hey, I just want to show off some of the things that we're doing. And I'm fortunate I have brewed in the past. So I actually learned at oh. Brickway with Zach. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was one of his first assistants when he was getting open in the old market. Um, I was trained how to brew and distill. So then when we partnered or were able to come into partnership down at the upstream, yeah. being able to work with Dallas and such a great brewing team, for me, was just such fun to be able to lend you know a voice and advice or whatever I can bring to it is hey let's try this style or you know however it comes about Yeah. so then at herb saint being able to to put some of those draft beers here and show off what's going on down there because the beers are delicious and right. you just being able to show that off so oh, yeah cool. so yeah we've got our draft now and we've got our yes, our logo logo to upstream glasses nice. they're <laughs> they're very nice glasses yeah. by the way which <laughs> since
1: since I have you here and since you're talking about bussing tables and that even your two-year-old knows that the, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, this table. Needs. so I was curious. So if you're going to help your, your server out or your bartender out or whatever, and you're at your table, so, you know, or, or your, your bus boy, girl person out, um, so better to stack the dishes, leave them alone. Are there any things where you're like, dang it, I really hate it when people leave the table and it looks like this, like what's,
0: what's, it's, what's good procedure? It's really tough. Um, Gosh, there's so many different varying opinions. So, mine is not by any means like the end all be all because, like, my sister in law who works with us as well, she loves to just clean the whole dang table and stack it all up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's great. It's funny though, because me as a manager of restaurants, my uncle taught me very early on, he says to, you know, Justin, the best thing we can do is support our staff, right? So in being a manager, what am I? And he goes, I'm the world's greatest bus boy. Nice. And so my uncle, like any restaurant he walks into that we're helping out with, we're consulting with whatever he walks in and he immediately just starts busing tables because honestly, it just takes stress off of the service staff or the way the bus staff or whoever, it just gives some respite to a certain group of people, yeah. that then they can go focus on their tables. So, the reason I say that is because I've trained myself to be a bus boy. So, I'm in here, I help out my servers by making sure that those tables are cleaned quickly, efficiently, whatever. I'm also super particular about how I like to bust a table. Oh, okay. So when I go to the table, I do certain things to stack them in certain ways. So the only criticism I have of my guests stacking them is that they generally just stack them in this big, like unwieldy pile. (laughs) So now I've got this (laughs) giant pile. And then all of a sudden it's like, there's forks stuck in here and there's linens here and there's ramekins. And I'm trying to like, you know, maneuver this where if you just let me do it, I can come through and I can literally get a whole table bust in one because I know exactly how to stack it on my arms and everything. So that being said, I always appreciate the help. There's no loss of appreciation when I walk up and somebody's taking their time. But the bottom line is you're paying good money to be taken care of. Sure. So to me, my true servant's heart would say, just sit back and relax. That's what I would say. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to take care of you. You're paying me good money, A, for the food and drinks. You're also paying us a decent gratuity. 90% of the people out there, right? And that 10% too, there's 10% of the population that are tipping way overboard. And they're usually the ones that are doing a lot of this extra work. It's like, man, you're tipping (laughs) me good money. I'll do the work. You just sit back, have fun, drink another drink. That's how you can show me appreciation is just... You know, you give good feedback to us, give good feedback online, whatever it might be is just appreciating what we're doing for you and I'll take care of the rest. I'll clean up for you. That's what I'm here for, you know? So uh, yeah, it's just a funny thing. Like I, I super appreciate it. I understand it completely. Yeah. But for me personally, it's like sit back and relax, have fun. I like it. I like
1: it. Well, and I mean, that's, that's the thing is, you know, everybody in the restaurant industry, especially around here, you know they want you to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, you're coming into, to their house. I mean, you, you let me into your house right now. We're sitting in herb saint recording this, you know, um, which is just awesome. And just, you know, seeing the guests with their, you know, smile
0: on their face and, and, uh, especially, you know, right now, everybody's like short staffed everywhere right now is the time. If anybody's listening is just to be as patient as possible. And that's servers being patient with guests, guests being patient with the, you know, the staff. It's one of those things that, you know, in a time of crisis like this, we have to come back and remember that we're all people. We all have stuff going on in our personal lives, you know, with everything that's been going on, we may have lost people, you know, it's one of those that we just have to come back to our humanity of, you know, what's going on with this person? I don't really know. So I just need to take it easy on them, you know? Yeah. And so for us, I mean, the, yeah, the biggest stressors have been like staffing has been tough. And, you know, there's been tons of talk about living wages in our industry and all of that. And I think it has been a good time to say, how can we be more efficient as staff so that we're not adding on, you know, more people because we don't have them first and foremost. Right. So the people we do have need to get paid better because they're working harder, you know? And so the people we have, and that's really, especially at herb saint, we really focus on, you know, let's be the tightest, most efficient crew we can be. That way everybody can be, you know, reap the benefits. We can all make better money from front of the house to back of the house. Yeah. We appreciate everybody here. You know, we know dishwashing is not a fun job. It's a needed job, but we want to make sure that that person is well paid, that they're respected as a human. You know, we're right. not just shoving you back there and just shut up and wash my dishes. Right. Cause that's kind of what happens in some restaurants. And it's unfortunate. But I think a lot of what's going on right now in our industry is this same movement towards respecting each position for what it is right as a part of the cog in taking care of the guests that are paying our bills and so right. you know if we focus on that and that's really what we try to preach at Herb Sane is just front back there is no division we in in literally there is no division you can see yeah, the you kitchen. can you can see <laughs> everything right now yeah. i can see it all yeah <laughs> so having that great rapport between the front and back of the house and taking that out you know and giving the back of the house the kudos that they deserve for the hard work that they're doing and you know we're a bar, so we we do shots, and we'll bring the back of the house into it. You know, during yeah. our services, like, hey, let's do a shift shot. So we'll involve them in it, and we'll make sure that they get taken care of too. You know, so I think that's been a gr- you know uh, out of the negatives that are coming through a lot of this time period. Sure, because it's still stressful. I think there will be more and more positives that come out of it, and hopefully, in the end, when the labor shortage, you know improves, we'll have all of these good things that have improved and we can continue on a better path so that people know our industry is a good industry to work in, which I truly believe it is. It's it's an industry that allows us a lot of freedom. It's an industry that allows us, like I said earlier, you know, it's a big party on brunch. I tell people I get to throw a party every day of my life. Right. That's what I do. <laughs> and if you're a server, you get to literally help throw a party every day of your life. If you're a cook, I just told a, one of our chefs last week, I said, man, you get to say you work at herb saint you're, you know, you're a chef at herb St. and this is a great place to come to work. We have fun. We enjoy our lives. We produce great products and we get to see, like you said, the the smiles on the faces. And, and really that's for us. The, the biggest compliment is the smiles on the faces. And then seeing that same face come back again, get some, get some regular, Regulars and yeah. recognize
1: those faces and tons, and that's yeah.
0: it's always nice to see the people come back time and time again and see how they respect what we're doing. And we show them every single time: here's what we're going to do for you. We're going to take good care of you. We're going to give you great products and hopefully show them a great time every time.
1: Well, and that's I think that might even be some advantage too of having kind of the open concept with the with the bar with the with the kitchen and everything too. Is that you know I've I've heard tell it's like sometimes you get you know line cooks or people you know back in the kitchen or whatever that are making stuff. And they never get to see the the results of their hard work, right? It, it goes out the door, somebody takes it, and they don't always get to see it. But you know, you know, I think your folks, you know, you can kind of turn around, you can, and you could hear
0: it. You know, yes. you can
1: hear uh, a happy buzz in the room or, or whatever kind of things happening. And so I think I think that's really well, cool. well. And
0: more than once a night, we will get guests just walk straight up to the to the expo window, yeah. Which usually in kitchens is like the no go zone, but clearly here because of its proximity to the restaurant. Not that they don't care, but it's almost like we don't have that no-go zone. Yeah. They literally walk right up and they're like, hey, I just want to tell you that was delicious. And so they'll grab the chefs and let them know. And it's just – it's become a really cool thing to see that, you know, a guest getting up and grabbing the bartender or grabbing the chef and just showing their appreciation. So that's, that's part – yeah, I like that. You notice that, that just the, the proximity of everything really does lend that to, yeah. to our guests. So. Well,
1: yeah, because, I mean, it, it takes that whole team. Somebody's got to cook it, bring it out, help you – You know. If you do tell them, you know, hey, I want to eat light tonight or whatever, have that server help you. And like you said about, you know, the person back there washing dishes, you got to have clean dishes for your food. Otherwise, stuff doesn't work. You know, so
0: um, yeah, no clean plates, and we're not selling food, and nobody's making money. You know, (laughs) right? Everybody, it's a needed position. You know, and that's so yeah. Anything else at Herb Saint anywhere?
1: Any restaurant industry things that you want to get on this microphone and, and tell anybody about. So open, open mic to you.
0: Well, I think right now, you know, just reinforcing all, you know, paying attention to who has struggled either through the pandemic or through these past storms, paying attention to to those stories that are out there, you know, either through friends of the owners or or the staff members or whatever it might be, and just making sure to put your dollars, you know, where our thoughts are, right? Ooh, so well I said. think a lot of people, you know, in the past, it's because it's we've had we've had our own we've had to close restaurants and it's a it's a really brutal thing yeah. and the the one comment that always comes back and i know like owners and servers and everybody it's the most frustrating comment oh i love that place well then you ask them when the last time they were there was and it's like oh i was there like two years ago it's like well if you love these places we ha- and you want them to be there and you want them to be there f- you know in for longevity or have right. longevity, we've got to support them. And so that would be the biggest thing I would say, especially, and it's happening right now. I mean, not to say that it's not happening because people are out and about right now. And it's, it's really cool to see, you know, that we went through such a tough year and right now people are putting their money out there, but it's just, you know, right now, especially with these people that are struggling, you know, like, like I said, Olivers, you know, right down the street from me, you know, Viz major, all of the boiler room, yeah. you know, the moment they have something back up and running, make sure that we're there. They are supporting them, you know, giving them the, you know, not giving them money just to give them money, but sure. going in and enjoying what they have to offer because they have great things to offer, you know, for sure. I'm sad that Oliver's is gone because they just started serving food again within right. the last year, you know, and it's one of those that I love their food right now. They got great burgers and everything. So, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. So,
1: oh, okay. So I, I may have missed this earlier. So did Oliver's close? Well, they... I don't know. They got flooded. So I don't know if they're closed. Okay. Just was, maybe temporarily from yeah, the flooding. Maybe te- okay. No, no, no. They're Ooh, not gone. Guy, gone. Like, no, because I was like, they just, I was like, hey, for, they got like a new menu they just repainted the side yeah, of their place yeah. like oh, all that but like, Ow! they flooded so, the other day they had bad oh, like the okay. basement
0: was flooded the back patio was so wow. yeah, i don't know again yeah i'm okay. not trying to freak anybody Ooh. out okay i got scared so leavers is one of my favorite places okay. you know but yeah their burgers are delicious <laughs> yeah okay okay good deal you know uh,
1: the restaurants I'll, I'll tell you especially during the pandemic when everything was really way locked down and and people doing curbside and people doing things i mean like uh this uh, major uh, being an example of that um they were doing the uh, the crowd or, uh, mm-hmm. cans to go, you know, and things like that. And you could just pull up and they, they yep. bring them out to you or a pizza, or, you know, get your crab green pizza well, or whatever. I think and... it
0: forced a lot of us just to be more creative, you know, yeah. you get into the, you get into the rut of like, here's what I do. It's, you know, A to B to C and that's it. Well, the pandemic threw that wrench where we had to figure out those different pathways to making money. So it's been really cool to see, you know, and I mean, it works for some, it doesn't for others. Sure. Herb Saint, like we did okay with to-go's. It's just not food that people want to take to-go. Like we just have never done a ton of to-go business. Yeah, You know, Ika is one. Like their to goes still to this day are off the chain. And so it's one of those things in, in Viz Major too, like the crawlers and everything, the to goes have been crazy. Yeah, And so it's one of those that like every business has to find what its niche is. Sure. And I think the pandemic really forced, you know, that card. to, hey, you've got to figure this out. You have to know what your niche is and what your guests and patrons are willing to do or continue to do. Herb Saint's one of those places people just want to be in here. So right. the moment we were able to get tables back in, the moment we were able to be, you know, seating more heavily, it was like, whoosh, all of a sudden, you know, we're back. Our, our brunches are back. Like our summer, our summer has been great. Like it's been really strong and busy and, That's you know, great. but we also, you talk about trying to figure out what you do well and what you don't. There were certain days of the week that just were not winners for us. So we sure. stopped serving Mondays. That's why we're closed today. Yeah. We stopped. We currently, like we have three giant, um, corporations in our development, they're not fully back. So that's like 5,000 employees that are not in the village that are not here. Yeah. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday lunch, it was like, is this really worth it right now? So what we've done is we've used those closed periods in order to improve our, you know, our labor costs and things like that. Sure. And really just like, let's focus on the shifts where we know it's going to be busy and, and, and get open and get, you know, a good amount of guests through. And it's working really well for us. So, I mean, our, our July, I mean, was comparable to 2019. That's awesome. So that's the, you know, every business had to find out what's the avenue that's going to be successful. And I think that's, you know, true entrepreneurs, that's really what we want to do is we want to be successful every day. So being able to have, I mean, it sucks that we had to be forced to figure that out and forced to do all these things. But at the same time, it's like, no, I think the creativity was a great thing that came out of it. People got really creative with their promotions, with their to-go business, with the crawlers, with, you know, crawler deals, you know different places you go, it's like burrito right. and a crawler. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, so whatever it might be that drove their business, it's cool to see and to see that it's still continuing. It didn't just right. end the moment no. guests were back, you yeah, know? Yeah. So yeah. And like Zarban has done a good job of it. They still have the little signs out that, you know, have 10 minute spots for people to get their to-go food. And so it's been one of those things that the landlords, the tenants, everybody has done a good job of kind of making that work as a whole. Awesome. Well, and, and speaking of making it
1: work, so Herb Saint about to hit five years, which is super significant. So that is fantastic. So what are the best places for people to keep an eye out on what is about to happen for this five years or find you or menu yep. or that type of thing?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Herb St. Omaha, we do keep up to date. Um, Herb St. Sorry, we, we do keep up to date. Um, but I would say definitely Instagram facebook um like us on instagram is is where we start all of our promotions and then we link them into facebook but, nice um you know just for pictures promotions we will do event statuses and things like that on on facebook and so you know watching out for those as well if you like our page on facebook we'll, we'll put events out and then we'll blast it to our followers and everything so yeah i mean just that's the easiest way to get information across is those platforms so Perfect. Yeah. And what is the current lunch,
1: dinner, brunch schedule that Herb Saints running? So run
0: Mondays were closed okay. completely. Tuesdays we start uh, – Tuesday through Thursday we go from 4 to 10 o'clock. All right. Friday we open for lunch. So, and our lunches have kind of come back on Friday. So we've been happy with that. So we start at 11 o'clock and we go till 11 PM straight through no closing Saturday and Sunday. We open up at 10 AM Saturdays. We stay open later. So we stay open till 11 and then Sundays we close at nine and both Saturday and Sunday we do our brunch menu from 11, uh, 10 AM until 3 PM. And that's what the penny mimosas brunch items, a couple of lunch items. It's the one place that people are like, Oh, I want the jambalaya. And it's like, Come back at three o'clock. <laughs> we'll have it for you at three. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. can't cook all the eggs and be sauteing a jambalaya. So it's That's we right have up. to do what we do best in that time frame. So unfortunately, yeah, Jambalaya has to wait till three o'clock on saturday and sunday well it sounds like you go get brunch and you come back for that later 100%. in the evening right yeah, i mean exactly yeah
1: <laughs> take care of you on both well justin thank you so much for your time thank you for opening the doors on on a day that the restaurant is closed for us to sit here and talk um your energy uh definitely comes through talking to you and uh, you're caring for the restaurant industry and I, I know that you care for your team um and you want to make people happy with some food so uh, absolutely well i really appreciate you hitting me up and yeah it was a lot of fun time to wrap up this food recognized food episode with Justin Halbert of Herb Saint my sincere thanks to Justin for unlocking the doors to the restaurant and taking time out of his day to talk with us about places he likes to eat and speaking of those places let's start right here in Omaha Salween Thai 1102 Northwest Radial Highway Yoshitomo and Benson at 6009 Maple Street Kathmandu Momo Station Two locations, one in the Inner Rail and also one at 3924 half Farnham Street. W.D. Cravings for Piero's Handmade Pasta at 7110 North 102nd Circle. The Boiler Room in the Old Market at 1110 Jones. Moss Chingon found in the Benson area at 6207 Maple. Two locations. Again, one in the inner rail and then also one at 4001 Farnham Street. Olivers. Not closed, but keep an eye out on their Facebook because there was some flood damage at 1322 Saddle Creek. This major heavy flood damage there, so keep an eye out on their Facebook. Go get a crowler if you can at 3501 Center Street. Then to Chicago at Girl and the Goat. 809 West Randolph Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Then to Justin's home state of Florida for the Philippi Creek Oyster Bar, 5353 South Tamiami Trail, Sarasota, Florida, 34231. Then through the Gilroy, California Valley of Garlic on to Santa Cruz for the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk Amusement Park for those garlic fries at 400 Beach Street, Santa Cruz, California, 95060 And that's it for our episode this week. Until we eat again share us with somebody who's hungry. Bye-bye Our radio show is produced by fatterday Omaha and our podcast is produced by fatterday Omaha and is a Huda media production. You can contact us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Saturday Omaha.
0: Beat this.